We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Oh, it's a solo monkey today. Just Danny Meringue, no Rusty, no Dusty. Behind the glass, though, the doctor, Mr. Will Ortner. Will, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Are you calling me the doctor because of my Twitter account? Yeah, I am. Uh, that's not a doctor. Yeah, thing. I know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough to be, well, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. I was, you know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about doctors. I know, I've met some dumb doctors in my life. That's fair. Listen, when you go in the military, there's a lot of doctors in the military. They're there. A lot of them want to serve. A lot of them are good people. A lot of them just want to just get by. <laughs> you don't go to the military for great medical service. I'll just tell you that. That's fair. What do you call a doctor that uh, got C's in school? I don't know. A doctor. Oh. That's right. C's get degrees. They, they do. They do. Uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful one, uh, Monday here. Uh, as you can tell, things are winding down for the holidays as I'm in here by myself. My co-hosts cohorts leaving me solo uh we should have rust back i think later this week i believe uh possibly, possibly. i think so Maybe, i think and, and i think that's just out today so but this is the, the juggle of the holiday season around the radio uh speaking of juggling uh we were talking pre-show will you uh you juggled some bets this weekend, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus right away. That's fair. I'm, I'm very frustrated. I, I love the fact that you live and die with these just pure degeneracy in, but, in a way that's just – because I remember this. I remember when I was around your age, and I would mm-hmm. – because I had to do it in ways that were significantly less legal back then. Fair enough. You, you, had, to have, you had to find the bookie. You had to find the guy in the corner. Um, we may or may not have had those at, at certain military installations <laughs> where we had uh, someone we may or may not go to. But uh, you were regaling me with the start of your weekend and then the end of your weekend. Dude, I'll tell you right now, I got dumped this week, and it's the third worst thing that happened to me this weekend. <laughs> Wait, did you actually get dumped? Yes, I got dumped, and it's the third worst no. thing that happened this week. No, yes. we, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yusuf Nurkic is the first person that I hate. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the fact that he couldn't get more than fourteen points, mm. I had him for fourteen and a half, and Listen, he got fourteen points. That one's that one's on you. 
That that one the no, it's a Nurkic you know, for that, not doing his job. Listen, you you don't take the guy to go over his his average. That's that's a big ask. But he was playing Houston. Houston doesn't have a guy over six ten. I'm just just saying, just saying. It's it's absolutely abhorrent behavior by him. I just I want it known that I'm not a Yusuf Nurkic fan until he wins the next bet that I play that's for fair. him. That, 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 because that's how gambling goes. I'm gonna go back to the well on that one. That's for sure. But also, I now hate I hate the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick <laughs> and the Patriots. Well, first of all, I hate NFL. Fra- frame the entire weekend for us, so okay. we know where we're at here. That's fair. This was this was like a 25 minute conversation. That that's true. I had to start this morning. Lot lots of anger, <laughs> lots of yelling. Well, so what I do is I take the amount of money that I have in my bets and I place them. Uh, I place my entire As account does. throughout the weekend. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I come in on Saturdays, do the pilot shout out, listen to those on nine ten. Swag does a great call, and so. I will do my bets, you know, while we're in between breaks or things that I don't need. You know, if I have some free time, I do the bets, do them before, do them after, whatever. So I'd put down a a substantial parlay for me on the Blazers. It was Blazers money line, Anthony to score over 24 and a half, and Nurk to score 14 and a half. I can tell you one half of that is a safer bet than the other. Well, I'll tell you right now, Anthony Simons hit that number at the first half. (laughs) And the Blazers were up by 1,000 at the end of half. So I'm like, all I'm looking at is Nurk to get 14 and a half. That guy, I'm I'm being very careful here. There you go. There you go. He had nine points at the end of the half. I'm like, this is butter. I'm going to hit this so easy. Next time I look, there is eight minutes left in the third quarter. He had 14 all he has to do is trip and fall with the ball in his hands. He'll get a foul call because that's how the NBA works nowadays. And he'd hit two free throws, he'd hit them, and I'd win. But instead, he just set screens the entire rest of the game. The entire rest of the game. There was no point where he had a ball in his hands near the basket. He played, what, 32 minutes and didn't score another point. How do you not score another point? Very carefully. Uh, I... I think he hates me. Well, here, this is why karma isn't real. Well, here, this is this is why I'll tell you. This is why gambling is what it is. So every now and then, I get a little spicy. I I, I am not one to shy away from the old uh, devil's notes, as they were. <laughs> right. Uh, I had a six leg parlay. Ooh. I am not a big parlay guy. Very often, I mm-hmm. usually spread it around. And, and uh, listen, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to sound a little braggadocious here. I'm up significantly in my lifetime gambling. There you go. Do you want to share your picks with me? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll key you in on some stuff. There we go. So here, here's the thing. Historically, when I have made big bets, mm-hmm. I usually do two a year. And they're on things that I care most about. So the biggest win I think I ever had was the uh, unranked USC against number two Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the spread in that game, if I remember right, was like 16. It was like 15. I think it was 16, 16 and a half. It was a big number. And I'm like, USC's going to cover that. There's there's no way they're not going to cover that. And mm-hmm. I put a substantial amount of money on it and they won. So um, but I I the other one was the 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 2016 Trailblazers when the 27 oh. and a half wins was the line. Oh, that was easy. Yeah, no. They it, hit that in like two months. Yeah, no, they they blew that There's those like those are the ones that I put like a significant amount of money on. And then I came out very, very high. Mm-hmm. But that's typically how I've gambled over the years. Like uh, little things here or there throughout the season. I have X budget, you know, come out with Y, whatever. But every now and then I feel a little bit spicy. And I, I threw a little six-leg parlay together. Um, 
was it Friday night? And no, not Friday night because it was a Dallas game. So it was the, the first game of the trip. And everything hit basically in the first half, except for the cover, which they eventually covered, and Yusuf Nurkic rebounds. And I took Nurk rebounds mm-hmm. against the Spurs because Jakob Pertl was out. Yeah. And I'm like, Nurk should get like a nine. He's he average, he's, again, over his average. Yes. Because his, his average is almost 11 right now. I was like, they should eat. He should eat on the glass. He should hit that number. He's like, gigantic. And I, I had five legs, and I was comfortable with those five legs. But adding that sixth leg had a significant value boost. Ooh. And I was like, that's just the juice that I need. There you go. You, you needed that little extra flavor, that extra kick. Yeah, and, I, and it turns out I didn't. There's a little too much spice mm-hmm. because, all, like I said, all five legs cleared handily. Handily. By basically halftime, except for the cover, and they ended up covering. And I think the cover was seven that night. Yeah, they ended up covering against the Spurs wildly. But those are the kind of ones where you're just like, and that's why Vegas wins. That's why they win because the they, because they, of they, they find you being greedy and you lo- rely on large Bosnian men. I wasn't. That's the thing. I wasn't even being greedy. I was just like, he should hit this. There's no one on Houston. That should be able to guard him. And his second best game of the season this year was against the Rockets. That's what I'm saying. And as far as karma goes, I had a pretty tough start to the week. So I thought that the gods would be smiling down on me. The gambling gods did not. Because I thought, like, okay, that was the worst beat. That kind of sucked. But no. What I like to do is when I see close games that are basically pick'ems, which the Raiders game against the Patriots (laughs) was basically a pick'em, I take the team that has plus money on the money line. Because if I lose the bet, oh well. If I win, I more than double my money. You're looking for the value pick. Exactly. That's a good value pick. And it's the Patriots. Las Vegas just lost to freaking Baker Mayfield after he literally showed up for the first time to the Rams facility the day he played you on Thursday. You lost them. There's no chance. It's over. The Patriots are so fighting for something. So I put money on the Patriots. They suck. All game. Absolutely horrible. The only person who can do anything is Ramonde Stevens, or however you say his name, and he's running the lights out of the ball. The Patriots magically find a way to get into the end zone. What was it, twice, three times? I don't even Mm -hmm. know at this point. I'm so fired up. Then, out of nowhere, they let the Raiders drive down for what wasn't a touchdown. You can literally look at the picture where everyone's like, oh, look, he scored. He has black shoes on. His black shoes. You know, the camera angle's not great. I'll just say that. His black shoes are touching the white line. It wasn't a touchdown. The camera angle's at the 45 45 degree angle. It's it's not straight down, I'm saying. There's there's a picture that Mm. Colin Cowherd put out on Twitter, Mm. and he's like, look, he's clearly in the end zone. Look at where his shoe ends. His shoe ends over the freaking line. It's Mm. out of bounds. Anyways, should still go to overtime. Not better right? about this at all. No, I've let it go. I'm a changed man. It's fine. I'm not upset about it. But I'm very upset about it because there is no chance that they should have just not taken a knee there, ran it out, going to OT, give me a chance to win my bet. But instead, they're like, let's hand the ball off. And then Jacoby Myers goes absolutely AWOL for some reason, finding a way to throw the ball to Chandler Jones, of all people, and he bodies, literally bodies Mac Jones. Mac Jones is still in the turf over there in Vegas, hasn't gotten up, hasn't made it to the facility, and I lose another heartbreaker. 
I'm not kidding, Danny, when I tell you that I got broken up with and it's the third worst thing that happened to me this week. Do we, do we, do we need to have like a moment for, for you? Like, do like what, what, what do we no. need for a therapy session here for Will? Me to win all my bets today. What, I need what, to come back. What, what do we have on the table? Oh, dude, uh, it's too much. <laughs> what do we got? Come on. It's too much. Give us, I've, a little taste. I've got, uh, I've got like four. I've got a hockey parlay. So I've got like four or five bets in Ooh. NHL. Do you watch hockey? Yeah, I love the crackhead. I'm a crackhead. Oh, you I love the crackhead. Okay, were you a hockey fan pre-crackhead? Yes. Who was your team? Uh, before, Sidney Crosby. Loved him when he was playing Quebec Major Junior. So uh, I basically watched him play in the Memorial Cup. He went over to Pittsburgh, was like, all right, now I'm a big, huge Pittsburgh fan. Love Mario Lemieux, the, the magnificent one, right? So I got into the Penguins, and then I have pictures of me in the Stanley Cup when Detroit won it. Okay, this is this is like a... This is a rabbit hole. I'm sneaky a hockey guy. Okay. I'm a sneaky no, hockey I, guy. I'm the same way because I'm a Kings fan. Ooh, there you go. I, I became a Kings fan. I'm old enough that we're, when Wayne mm-hmm. Gretzky came to the Kings. Yeah. I was my, in L.A. Yeah, my mom's a Kings fan. Or, yeah, she's a Kings fan. She's from L.A. Wild. Okay. Yeah. So we've got hockey parlays that we'll dig into with Will Ordner later. Yes. But we have a ton to get into today. The transfer portals, the... Uh, commits and decommits, the returns of quarterbacks all over the Pac-12. The Portland Trailblazers are smack dab in the middle of a six-game road trip. Oregon State gets their third 10-win season of all time. Damian Lillard is 20 points away from passing Clyde Drexler. All of the NFL wildness and more coming up here on 10 Fan with Danny and Dusty. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. What's going on? Danny Morangan here, just flying solo with Will Ortner behind the glass. It has been a busy, busy, busy day for the state of Oregon and the old college football ranks as the Oregon State Beavers handle business first things first coming out of the weekend, beating the ever-living dog crap out of what's left of the Florida Gators, getting their third 10-win season of all time. We started talking about this on Friday 
And my eyes just got as big as dinner plates when Dusty and I were talking about this. Because I grew up watching those Oregon State teams that were really good. And it just never dawned on me that they just they were consistently eight or nine wins, eight or nine wins, eight or nine wins. They, they just couldn't hit that 10-win line. It was insane to think that this is only the third time that this is 10 wins for this for this program. Yeah, that shocked me. I'll be honest. I would have thought Sean Mannion had two by himself. Yes. They, they, mean, they always right? had good teams. Or or those teams where it was them in Oregon for the Rose Bowl. There was like two or three years in mm-hmm. a row where literally the Civil War, the winner of that, was going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I would have thought those were 10-win teams easy. And they're all like eight or nine-win teams. But uh, Oregon State goes down there. They play what's left of Florida. It's a bit of a bummer because it definitely took some of the shine off. The jersey matchup was fantastic. Black and orange against blue and orange. We get the full color on color, no white jerseys. Uh, and I think Oregon State just went down there and did everything they needed to do. Well, look, the game mattered more to Oregon State than it mattered to Florida, but it was convincing, and the win was exactly the way you would want that win to go down. If you're an Oregon State fan, I was listening to Dirt and Sprague this morning. Sprague was pretty happy. He was a very <laughs> – I think he was already talking about college football playoff next year, and it was like, whoa, Sprague, calm down, calm down. You, had, you did pretty well, but uh, you could just as easily be 7-5 and five as you are 10-3. and three. Hey, listen, that's the way it goes, though, and here's the thing. Jonathan Smith got his contract, got his increase, got the years. They've got the Pac-12 freshman of the year in Damian Martinez, who unfortunately got banged up early in the game and wasn't able to finish it out. But it turns out they have a stable full of absolute hosses back there uh, as the Sean Fenwick get, gets the uh, majority of the carries and just bulldozes his way to 100 yards. The interesting thing for me was, as I watched that game, and you can say what you want about Florida missing th- literally 30 guys, Oregon State really is a dual-threat quarterback away from being a severe pain in the ass in the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. No, that's the one position. That position is what cost them it being an even more special year. You watch them run some of those RPO actions or or the the, the read options uh, with Gold Branson, who, listen, he's not Tom Brady in the pocket. Like, he's not immobile. But we're not talking about the premier. Like, listen, Caleb Williams is hands down the best RPO guy in the country. I mean, the stuff he did against Notre Dame was disgusting. Mm-hmm. They don't need that. But does a uh, DJ Uyungle landing at Oregon State, how much does that change their fortunes? Because what Jonathan Smith has shown is that they have built an identity, they have built a culture, that they are quite literally a quarterback away from being a Pac-12 contender. Well, and you can make the argument they were a Pac-12 contender this year. Mm-hmm. If you get a couple plays to go your way, if you don't throw four interceptions against, against USC, USC – yep. We're talking about Oregon State in that game, mm-hmm. right? If you have a quarterback that can complete, shoot, I don't know, five or six more passes, you should beat that UW team. You really, really should mm-hmm. have, right? And I know you, it's easy to go back the other way where you can say, well, you shouldn't have beat Stanford, you right? Shouldn't, shouldn't have beat Oregon. They shouldn't have given the ball. But exactly. But you can look there. at the quarter. That's the thing is, and as much as that game, like Oregon, Oregon State dominated, I sat there and I watched Gold Branson, who did show a little bit more. Then we've seen it from him historically. Scrambled a few times. There was uh, there was one drive, I want to say in the, in the second quarter, I was actually texting back and forth with Dusty. I was like, listen, man, they really are a quarterback away. You can tell he's not that dude. And then he just fired that absolute missile over the middle. I think it was to Bolden uh, in the back of the end zone. Over the linebacker, under the safety, just rifled it in there. And I was like, huh, 
I guess he does have an arm. He can do it when he needs to every once in a while. Yeah, like, you can see the arm talent, but you look at where Oregon State is at right now, and they're going to lose some guys to mm-hmm. graduation a, a lot. I think you already lost your best corner. Yeah, and you're going to lose a couple guys to the league, and that's what Oregon State always does. They put a couple guys in the league who end up being dudes. Mm-hmm. You're losing a heart and soul guy in Coletto, who I – Hard to overstate just how much his stat line at the end of the game was so dumb. Did you see it? He had like a blocked punt. He probably had what like twenty four, yards rushing, he had seventeen touchdown. yards rushing, four tackles. Yeah, like he's everywhere. He's, it was just the dumbest, amazing, awesome stat line. I'm just like listening to Pat McAfee just get jacked on about him about him the entire game. He's like that is a football player. At the end of the game, he's like, look at that jawline, look at that jawline on that man. He's pretty. He is, but he, like that's. That's Oregon State. It's 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 a rugged jawline and an ugly stat line. Yes, that's it Oregon is. State, and it's been that for years. It is, and what Jonathan Smith has done is make that their identity and got coaches in there who want to develop. Now, as we'll we'll talk about what's going on at UCLA and Oregon, the Pac-12 is at. They probably have the best quarterback pool in the country heading into next year. Easily, easily, you got three Heisman candidates. Easy. You have the Heisman winner, yes, and two other candidates behind him, and, and right away. Could, and you could make the argument that Penix had the best statistical he, year. Oh, he didn't have to make the argument; he did exactly. So it's it's going to be a very very fun quarterback uh, conference. Yes, and with that, what happens in the transfer portal? Because as of right now, last night, Bo Nix declares that he's coming back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Put it out on IG. It's official. I'm coming back one more year. Well, that's a trickle effect. Because now, the number three recruit in the country, Oregon's highest-rated recruit of all time, mm-hmm. Dante Moore from Detroit, Michigan, is headed down the road in L.A. to UCLA to take over for DTR. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's run through real quick what we have in the Pac-12 at quarterback. Number one, Caleb Williams. Number two, Michael Penix. Number three, Bo Nix. Those are your three guys. After that... Where do you go? Do you go to Arizona, Jaden Delora? Do you do uh, Cam Ward, Ward at Washington State? Maybe Ward. Okay. I think Ward has the best upside. Delora, I, Delora just makes dumb decisions sure. consistently. Sure. Right? But again, better than average quarterback play. Oh, for sure. Okay. Colorado, Shador Sanders. What's he going to be he, coming out of HBCU to the Pac-12? He was electric in that uh, celebration bowl. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. What does he look like against... Higher level competition. Okay. You've got, does Dante Moore end up being the starter at UCLA? Very possibly. Cal, eh, we don't know. Cal sucks. Yeah. Stanford, who's behind Tanner McKee? Sucks. But are those places that you look at as being a spot where a quarterback is going to transfer to? No. No. And no one's, go- no one's going to Stanford. For football at all, especially with Shaw gone. Especially, they don't know exactly what they're going to end up looking like. Mm -hmm. They hire the coach from Sacramento State. Uh, They seem to be excited about that, but that's not establishing Harbaugh to Shaw and kind of knowing what they are. This is a a rebuild time for Stanford. So Oregon State, this is, let me liken this to basketball real quick. This is 2016 salary cap boost and the Golden State Warriors having an opportunity to bring in Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's not the same because you're not talking about a title-winning team adding a star, but you're talking about potentially a Pac-12 title-capable team in the Beavers coming back next year 
adding a star. They have a legitimate chance now because you have the quarterback positions that matter in this conference tied up. Mm-hmm. DJ's not going to Oregon. DJ's not going to UCLA. No, and that was his top that was his top school. If you looked anywhere on 24-7, mm-hmm. he was going to go to UCLA. Does that now take this away? I mean, I would imagine Dante Moore is very much aware of what is or isn't going to happen there, which is why he commits to UCLA. Right. Because whether or not you believe one thing or another, I would imagine Bo Nix returning probably pays a part in it. But also, UCLA is going to play in the Big Ten, and in that time period, they're going to play at Michigan or at Michigan State or both. Mm-hmm. And Dante Moore is from Detroit. Like, that stuff kind of probably matters to him. Wants to be, wants to be around home when okay. he can. And DJ is from L.A., right? Well, if you can't go to UCLA and you can't go to USC and you can't go to Oregon, and there's a school that quite literally needs a quarterback that looks like they are primed and ready, and you just saw them get their 10th win, I mean, doesn't that make sense? It, it makes sense. The only thing I worry about is a lot of people have been saying him and his brother, they're a package deal, right? His sure. brother's one of the top defensive mm-hmm. ends. Does his brother want to go to Corvallis? I highly, highly, highly doubt that. And the other thing about Corvallis, and this isn't like this isn't meant to, you know, crap on a very nice city in Oregon. But oh, listen, look, it's you, not a, Will Ortner, folks, at Will Ortner on Twitter. It's it's not it's not a cool town to be a part of. No one wants to go down there. It's not easy to get down there. They don't have their own airport, right? You're still drive. If you fly into Portland, you're still driving forever to get down there. It's not it's not a premier destination, at least not one that I think. Could you get DJ? Maybe. That would be a a huge, gigantic get. Even if you get him performing the way that he performed this year, I think you actually probably win one or two more games just for the fact of his running ability alone. Yes, I don't think his passing ability is actually that much improved compared to Nolan or Goldbranson that you had, but the ability to run and his pure size is going to make a huge difference. That being said, can you make it sexy enough to get him there? And how do you do that? Because you're not going to have the money that some of these other places are going to offer. You're not going to have the accessibility to getting like, hey, you want to get home real quick? We can do this. We can do that. I just don't. Yes, if you could get him, it completely changes it. I just don't know how you sexify Corvallis to get him. And that's the question. Is how close is Oregon State to actually being there? And can they... Can they turn this corner? Can Jonathan Smith do what Dan- Dennis Erickson did on a new a new level, a new plane? Mm-hmm. Because what made the Dennis Erickson Oregon State teams great was number one, Dennis Erickson's ability to turn a blind eye. <laughs> but number two, instead of in today's world, it's it's the transfer portal mm-hmm. as opposed to JUCO transfers. Same principles exist. Now though, you go out and you 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 use that as putty to fill in the gaps. Can Jonathan Smith be that guy where he grabs the three-star diamond in the rough from the state of Oregon? He go grabs, a, he goes and gets a Musgrave, and you see the NFL talent in turns him. him into something. Turns him into something. You see a young freshman running back like a Damian Martinez, and you see immediately what he could turn into. And that's what Oregon State has been about. That is the life they have done. Look in the NFL uh, in Miami and uh, Buffalo. Yes, that safety in the back end, Jordan Poyer. It's not a five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best safeties in the game. But that's what Oregon State does. They find these guys and they find these studs. And if you can start getting one, two, three of those guys, that's all it takes to start trickling in. They'll never be USC. 
They'll never be Michigan. They'll never be Texas. They'll never be Florida as far as name recognition. But they can find themselves in a position to be one of the top 20 teams in the country year in, year out, as long as Jonathan Smith Jonathan Smith continues to do what he's doing and continues to build upon it. 100%. Right now, I think it feels like early 2010s again. In the early 2010s, mm-hmm. you were constantly competing for a Pac-10 championship, and you were always in the mix. I think it feels that way again for Beaver fans. It's a hell of a place to be considering where this where this program was five years ago. All right, coming up next, we're going to detail the Portland Trailblazers uh, halfway through their six-game road trip. Where they sit now, some interesting numbers that kind of have, have, have come to the fore is maybe a bit predictive for where this Blazers team is, and we've got a ton to dive in on the NFL side. But first, here's Will, Will Ortner. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. This is the least metal Monday we've ever meddled here. You're telling me this isn't heavy metal? <laughs> There's a guitar in it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Literal snort. Welcome back into Danny and Dusty, where it's um, it's a quasi-metal Monday. You know what? We're not throwing Christmas songs in there, so that's a win for me. Oh, I hate Christmas songs. Yes, thank you so it's much. It's horrible. It's the same song sung by Michael Buble a thousand times. I don't want to hear it. So what's really interesting is my, my wife worked... Uh, managed a retail store here for a very long time. Um, and she loves Christmas songs. And like she's got the little music thing next to her, Alexa, whatever. Yeah. Uh, she works from home now. It's always playing Christmas songs when, when she's working from home. I can't stand them. But she was in this retail space for a decade and she still loves them. I worked two Christmases in Washington Square. Two. And I can't stand them. Ever again. I, I worked at Abercrombie. I sat outside in my Santa hat, my boxers, and my flip-flops and did not know that I was being accosted by um, very, very horny moms. Sounds uh, like the life, honestly. i just too dumb to realize what was happening at the time. But, yeah, that those two Christmases, those songs played over and over again, and maybe it was the constant pouring of, of cologne on top of me, like like warp my brain. Can't stand Christmas songs anymore. No, I, I never could. I, I've hated Christmas songs for years. I don't care if it's Michael Buble. I don't care if it's Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande. There are like three songs that I can stand, and the rest of them, like if I never heard them again, my life would actually probably improve. I would feel better about myself as a person. There's one, literally one Hanukkah song, and it kicks all of Christmas songs' ass. It's a lot like anthems. Like, we like to think that our anthem is really good. It's one of the harder anthems to sing. Are you talking about the national anthem? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, are you talking about national anthem, or are you talking like Home Sweet Home by yeah. Motley Crue? No, no, no. I don't know no, where no, you're no. going yeah, with no, this. No, no. no like, like national anthems. We like to think ours is really good. Like, we like to think that our Christmas songs are good. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's some bangers out there for other faiths and other uh, beliefs. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you Christmas, right now. Christmas songs aren't great. I'm telling you right now. Adam Sandler Hanukkah song gets played like once a day in my house. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with the, with the Hanukkah songs. That song, right. that song is amazing. It is, it's and it's the best it's, holiday it's song. It's older out there. than you. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It's in God. the uh, SNL Adam Sandler best of that I have at my house though. And yes, it gets cracked out every single uh, holiday season, and I love that stinking song. Best best holiday song. No, chance. it's. I mean, it's up there. It's really good. 
I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I was going to say, one. are you ranking one over? Is that what we want to do here? I bet you that gets a bunch of listens. We, listen, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to this. We'll check okay. the Spotify listens. I bet you it's pretty damn high. It has to be up there. I mean, number one is Mariah Carey, obviously. Yeah. But it's got to be listen, up there. Listen, man, you throw on a jersey as a dress and you make it look that good and you sing a, sing a Christmas song, you're going to be up there. You hit a couple high notes. Yeah. It, yeah I mean, it's going to be. It is what it is. I'll tell you what. Speaking of high notes, Damian Lillard is about to pass the highest of high notes as he is 20 points away from passing Clyde Drexler. He will do it tonight, barring a massive, massive shortage of points uh, from one Damian Lamont only Lillard. Which uh, What's the over for tonight, Will? Uh, for his total yeah. points or what I bet? Uh, what you bet? Oh, what I bet was 27 and a half. So uh. I guarantee you he will score 19 today. I guarantee he will score 19 because I have bet on him and my bets suck. <laughs> uh, for those wondering, let me let me go ahead and get the uh, as I as I talk here, the Portland Trailblazers will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me check the uh, updated injury report because as I checked earlier, it was absolutely it's like the entire team. There's like eight guys. Jordan tried to tell it to me during my update, and I was just like, Jordan, I'm just I should just say who is healthy. Yes. So They're here we go. Out. Here is your out list. Darius Basley, Usman Jang, Josh Giddy, uh, SGA, Shea Gildas-Alexander. It is questionable. Chet Holmgren is out. Trey Mann is out. Jeremiah Urban, Robinson Earl is out. And the other rookie, Jalen Williams, is on a G League assignment as well. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven guys are out with the eighth being SGA questionable. That is a big difference. SGA has been, and I, I'm not even remotely kidding when I say this, one of the 10 best players in the NBA this year. SGA has been that good. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. He is, Honestly, he has been on Damian Lillard's level, which is insane to think. But let's talk about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is going to pass Clyde Drexler. Do you know who is number three on the Trailblazers' all-time scoring list? It's Porter, isn't it? It's LaMarcus. Oh, I thought it was Porter. Do you know how many points separate LaMarcus and Dame? Uh, 3,000, 4,000, almost 6,000. Holy cow. And LaMarcus got a lot of points. He did. He was really good at shooting like 20 foot jumpers. He, he, listen, he, that left baseline was hit. I always, I think you can qualify and quantify pure scores in the NBA by having a pet move. LaMarcus's opposite shoulder turn and fade was the most unblockable shot in the NBA. Then I saw Anthony, rookie Anthony Davis block it and I almost crapped myself. Yeah. Okay. It was one of the most terrifying things I have ever seen. It was like, oh my God. It was like seeing seeing God bleed. Like, Lamarcus he, was greatness, though. He was. No, he, he was great. Listen, Lamarcus is one of my favorite players of all time. I loved watching him play. Me too. He was big guy and he was soft, and I was a big guy and soft. <laughs> I loved using his moves down at the YMCA. But as good as Lamarcus was, number one, he did not have the green light to start from the from the jump. Dame did. Because mm-hmm. Dame came in as a rookie, averaged 17 points a game, which that's not the, the most points anybody's ever scored as a rookie, but that's a fair amount. And so from then on, Dame has this runway. But he came into the league older than everybody else, so there's this kind of a stagger. But as he has gone along, he has built his lore, his reputation, his, his story. And this has been a goal. He has not shied away from this. That's what makes this so interesting, at least to me, is that everybody else on the list, there's some hesitancy. There's some reticence. There's some knock 
On Damian Lillard, there's not. Mm-hmm. So we come back after the break. I want to talk about what this means for the Portland Trailblazers, what this means to Damian Lillard, what this means to the community, what this means to the fan base. Because there's a lot to pull from this and what comes out of the rest of this road trip as the Blazers wrap up a six-game trip uh, with two games in OKC and one more in Denver uh, and head home for Christmas and kind of understand where this team is as trade season starts to perk up. This coming up next on Danny and Dusty. <laughs> Danny and Dusty on the fan. Will's looking at me through the window because I'm letting the music go. Why? Because I love this freaking song. I just letting it play. I was gonna say, dude, I got I got your medal for you. you don't worry. You you called me out. I fixed it. Got, got a little kill switch in here. Got me out of my chair a little bit. This is how this goes. A little, little little hype music before we uh, we dive into what's gonna be a hype night. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to take on the Oklahoma. I should say Damian Lillard. The Trailblazers are going to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, and Damian Lillard is twenty points away from passing Clyde Drexler, all time, for a franchise scoring record. This is a record that Damian Lillard has now passed eighteen thousand career points. Got the game ball from Chauncey Billups the other night uh, in in doing so. It's a big number. It's a big big number, and where Damian Lillard ranks all time among trailblazers, I think is an interesting discussion because there's so many different ways that you can cut this open. It depends on how old you are. Will, Will, how old are you? 25. Okay, so you're you're kind of like, I would say, the cutoff for... Did you watch Drexler at all? Not at all, no. My my earliest memories would be Zach Randolph. Okay. Uh, like having to stay in a hotel because he tried to, like, someone wanted to kill him. <laughs> His teammate tried to kill him or something. Okay, so like I said, you would be about the cutoff, I would imagine. It's probably 25 to 28 that didn't, doesn't really understand what who Clyde Drexler was. Clyde Drexler, for probably three years, was the second best player in basketball behind uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And mm-hmm. being in the, I don't, I don't want to say, let's call the, the the last bastion of the Pacific Northwest with Seattle, before the internet, before television rights had the Blazers on TV or accessible regularly, outside of the Dream Team, people did not truly understand Clyde's greatness. This is a guy that took the team to two NBA Finals and they lost to two dynasties in the Detroit Pistons and obviously Jordan's Bulls. Ironically enough, the team in between those years that lost the Lakers in the first round was probably the best of those teams. But you're talking about a a team that for three or four years would have beaten everybody but one team, and they were dynasties. That's the bar that Damian Lillard is passing tonight. Damian Lillard hasn't been out of the Western Conference Finals. He's made more All-NBA teams than Clyde, less All-Star teams so far. And he's playing in an era where scoring is perhaps juiced a little bit. But the one thing about Damian Lillard is that he has been at the forefront of wanting to be a part of this organization. I have covered literally every single game of his career. Covered a lot of LaMarcus's. Everybody remembers the I want to be a trailblazer for lifeline that came from LaMarcus. I've got conflicting reporting that that may have been something that people in the organization wanted LaMarcus to say. Ooh. But LaMarcus, regardless, ended up back in Texas, as did 
Clyde Drexler. Bill Walton took 30 years to repair his torn and fractious relationship with the Trailblazers. The best players in this franchise's history have consistently spurned the organization at one point in time or another. Damian Lillard has been the opposite of that. Damian Lillard is building a mansion off of I-5 that is going to be there forever. His whole family is up here. His brother, his mother, his wife, his kids. He is rooted here. Even if he doesn't play every single year in his career for the Portland Trailblazers, he will be here long-term. He will be like Channing Fry. He will be like Steve Blake. He will be like Martel Webster. He will be like Terry Porter. He will be like Buck Williams, Kevin Duckworth. The guys that have come here and stayed here and made roots here. Damian Lillard will always be a part of this organization. And I think that changes how you view this. If I ask you right now, who's the greatest trailblazer of all time? What do you answer? Well, it, it's Damian Lillard. If, and you if, don't even hesitate. If you're talking about great, like, now I have my my personal favorite is not Dame. But if you're talking about the no, no, best. No, who's, who's your personal favorite? Oh, it's Brandon Roy. Okay. I love, Brandon Roy got me into basketball. Because, and, but that's, here's the difference. Your favorite versus the greatest. Yes. And Brandon Roy, he could have been if he had stayed healthy, but yeah. he didn't. He was my favorite player to watch because at the time he made Portland relevant again, right? And he got me into basketball. Him and LaMarcus. It was like, oh, the Blazers are good again and they're not trying to kill each other because they got into a fight at practice, right? But Damian Lillard... Which is more common than you think. Exactly. And it also hit me at an age where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a third grader, fourth grader, something like that. When he gets drafted, he's from UW, local kid. So that was the whole thing. Dame, I'm a little bit older. It's harder to fall in love with players in that way. But it's very clear. He is the best Blazer of all time. And I don't know if, like, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but I don't know if whatever whatever number he sets this at, I don't think it'll ever get touched, to be honest with you, Danny. I no, think it won't. It's going to be one of, if not the most untouchable records in all of sports. So here's the thing about these records now. Because of player movement, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. No. Guys don't stay with teams long enough. And that's, Dane has prided himself on that. Mm-hmm. That is a real thing. And regardless of what happens going forward, this is a number that is going to be very, very tough to pass because of that. And how... Gifted Damian Lillard is a score. Damian Lillard is number 77 all-time in scoring right now. So you want to talk about where his place is in the history of basketball. He's a top 75 player. He's 77th in scoring. He's going to be a top 50 scorer when this is all said and done, barring any kind of collapse. I mean, we're talking about... Or freak injury. Yeah, he's... In all likelihood, he's probably going to be a top 20 scorer mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. Think about that for a second. He's That's how good he is. That's how prolific he is as a scorer. He's probably got five more years of being that dude. This number, when it's all said and done, is probably going to put him around 30,000 points when he hangs it up. It's going to be an obscene number. Yeah. That's crazy when you start thinking about it. And here's the thing. Bill Walton's the best player this franchise has ever had. He's the only MVP. He, he brought him a championship. Only title. Your only winner. title. He's that dude, but it was five years. Clyde Drexler spurned this franchise even after all the successes that they had. Damian Lillard has had less success than both of them, but he's the best trailblazer of all time because of what this city is and how he's embraced it. Yeah, and That's it, the difference. And he had a chance to, to leave. He did. And, I mean, shoot, there are still people who think he needs to be traded, right? Oh, you ask anybody else. Listen, I, I, talk, I talk to national media folks all the time. And it, every time they come to town, when's Damian actually going to ask out? 
Like he's got it right. Like it doesn't it doesn't register for them. He's the last of a dying breed because yes. I don't I don't think you're gonna see a lot of guys that do this. And I'm a young kid, so I kind of understand how life is working. Look at the transfer portal right now. Yes. And I'm not out here to say, like, it's a bad thing for college sports that kids are transferring and all that. No, getting I, money, I, getting paid. I, I no. think it's great. You should be doing mm-hmm. these things. But that's why the people who stay in those small markets, this is going to be it. Giannis, Dame, and Bradley Beal, like, that's going to be the last of this type of player because you you want to go to other places, especially with all the different money-making avenues that you can go down. Dude, I want to be in L.A. Like, it's got to be better to be a homeless dude in L.A. than, like, someone who's killing it out in Omaha, you know? So when you look at this, guys aren't going to stay in places. Even if they love it, who cares? You can buy a house, you can come and visit. I'm not going to stay in that spot. I'm not going to stay in a place where, no offense to Portland, you're not getting free agents to come here, right? The last, and like Jeremy Grant has been amazing this year, but that's the first guy in like, what, 10 to 15 years that you were able to actually want to come here, and you still had to get him in a trade, right? He do Turkaloo said no to you. He do freaking Turkaloo. <laughs> he do Turkaloo's wife said no to you, to Ex- be very specific. Exactly. So to see this and to have this guy, you have to recognize his greatness, and you know, as someone who normally is watching a little hockey over the NBA, today I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning into this instead of Monday Night Football because you want to appreciate the greatness that is Dame and give him his just desserts. Yeah, if you guys want to join us, uh, Brandon Sprague and I will have the watch party going up today uh, mm-hmm. during tonight's game if you want to hop in. We usually have a couple couple hundred people in there. I would imagine we have a few more tonight uh, as Dame looks to, to break history. Have to. Uh, Coming up next, we will talk about the Blazers' road trip and where they stand, uh, the likelihood of the Toronto Raptors blowing it up, and whether or not the Blazers uh, can be one of the teams to capitalize. The hits keep on coming for the Phoenix Suns and their ownership group and the complete S-show that happens when you don't liquidate all the people at the top. And more importantly, and something we didn't get to on Friday, the government is doing something that, that it shouldn't be shocking, but it's very, very dumb, and I'm very angry about it. Uh... I have a lot to say. That's basically what I'm going to say because I, 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 I came very close to using profanity on the radio right then. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. So to hear. Th- we'll get a nice little uh, a meringue rant as we come back. Uh, coming up on Today of the Fan, this is Danny and Dusty. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 